This episode of the Mother Loving Future Show is brought to you by Amber Lestrange and Jenna Penrose with JMO 5000 Productions. Welcome to the Mother Loving Future Show where your hosts Amber and Jenna. For show notes, more on consciousness and parenting or to sign up for our video newsletter, check out our website, themotherlovingfuture.com. And today we are discussing one's heart path. Jenna, can you give us a definition for what heart path is? I will happily give you a definition for heart's path. It is the path that your heart pulls you toward, your passion path, the creative path you were designed for, the thing you have always wanted to do and also puts you in service of the collective and also allows you to live a life of abundance. Yes. Seems like a lot, but you'd be surprised on how it all works out just perfectly. So I know that people are going to be wondering, is it possible to be doing something that you were born to do, that you love, that lights your soul on fire and make money at the same time? Yeah, I think that it should lead you to abundance. But what? It, say someone is a, an artist yeah. and they love just making paint, they, they love making art out of, say, flowers, for example. How are they meant to live an extremely abundant life on simply paintings? Well, they would have to think about, you know, this, this person who you're painting a picture of, no pun intended, um, you know, we don't know everything about them. We just know one aspect, which is that they like to, to do art with flowers, but I would encourage somebody to look really deep and say, okay, like what talents do I really have? For example, this flower artist might also be very good at computers and might um, also be very good at photography and figure out that there is like a way that they can provide flower photography on the internet for everyone who needs it in the world and that it can really all come together. All their talents can come together to, um, to mix, to form passion and abundance. I love that. So what you're saying is that your heart's path isn't necessarily one thing. You can be passionate about many things. Well, your heart's path should really be the culmination of all your passions and everything that you were really designed for, all your talents, all your passion, everything, your will, um, all of that together should come to lead you to one single point. And also to not be afraid to be innovative with the way you apply that in the world. Totally. Think outside the box. That's good. I like that. So, okay. So, okay. So we're going to have more than one heart's path. Are there consequences for someone who doesn't follow their heart's path? Well, I think the consequence for not following your heart's path is discontent, not feeling fulfilled, not feeling that you are doing what you're meant to do. Um, not finding happiness and ease in your life. And in my experience, that leads to not only emotional, mental, but physical um, unrest. Yes. And when someone is going against their natural grain, that can manifest as physical issues, whether that be depression, headaches, or whether that's the... Stomach problems. Yeah, stomach problems or like actual physical ailments popping up. Totally. Cancers, dis-ease, disease. You got it. Yep. So are you following your heart path? I really am trying to. Yes, I think I am. I'm following my yeah. heart's path, doing this with you. Yeah, doing this with you. Um, raising revolutionaries, raising a family to live in a new paradigm. Um, yeah, I think I am. And it hasn't always been easy. You know, it's not like 
for example, for us doing this podcast, it's not like the world's like, yeah, Jenna and Amber, obviously you should do a podcast. It was like, we really had to make this happen with our own hard work because we were so passionate about it. That's the key. So when you're passionate about something, it's easier to move through roadblocks because you have the fire and the force of that passion guiding you through. In my experience, it's far easier to jump ship when I'm doing something that I really have to generate energy Mm -hmm. towards. But doing this podcast with you and working on our blog and having a whole master plan about how to spread that love um, through the world, through consciousness and parenthood and everything the mother loving future Mm. represents, um, I have this undying energy towards our project. Mm -hmm. And I know, I just know that when I move from that place, I'm in an in alignment with my true purpose. I feel the same exact way. And I also feel as though when your your heart's path is an extension of your unique essence. It is. As as a person, everything I'm creating and expressing with you in the mother loving future has always been within me and has always been part of my interest, has always lit me up. I've just managed to uh, create a vessel which contains all of those aspects that I'm interested in and naturally talented at Mm -hmm. and that light me up. And I just know within me that only goodness can come from that place. I could not agree with you more. I think that's exactly right. And can you give me an example of a time in your life when you've been inauthentic around something you're pursuing and what the consequences were? Yeah, um, I can only think of one example because there's only pretty much been one time in my life where I felt like I've really gotten off my hard path. And that was when I moved to San Francisco because of a car accident on the way there. It's a really long story, but um, we ended up spending up all of our savings, and this was with my roommates at the time, we we had saved up money to like move to San Francisco. And because of the accident, we had to just, when we got to San Francisco, had to just get the job, first job that we could get because we had saved and spent our savings. And I was forced to work in a job that it was not my heart path. And that was the first time in my life that I was really off my heart path. Because before that, I had been a student studying things on my heart path. So um, how that, what happened in my life at that point was that I became extremely depressed, extremely anxious. I like cried before work. I cried after work. I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to go to work. I just like didn't even want to live. I felt depressed. I got into a state of depression and like extreme anxiety um, until I quit that job. Wow. That's a big lesson. Yeah. So for me, there's, for me... There's no way I could get off it. It's just like, it's such immediate, like heavy consequences in terms of my disease symptoms. Yeah, the same thing happened to me. Um, I had an experience. Well, it's interesting because I was trying to be practical, which is so against my grain in a lot of ways. (laughs) Boring. (laughs) So I, I thought to myself, okay, I've just gotten out of school. I, I want to do something that I'm interested in, but that also pays the bills. You know, that's everyone's kind of approach. So I thought, okay, well, I love fashion and styling and I love working with people and creating projects. So maybe I want to work in a fashion magazine in the fashion department. Sounds right. Yeah, I know, right? So <laughs> that was the fantasy. Uh, the actual reality <laughs> of the job was that I was spending, uh, you know, 10 hours plus a day in an office doing admin, which was not my strong suit. And I only got, say, 15% of the time on set working with people and styling and, and expressing the creative element of that job. 
And after a year of, of just pushing through, pushing through, I really came out of that. Um, I put on weight. I, I had completely lost my, my glow and my natural sense of ease. And mm. I, I think moving from that place of trying to contort yourself into something which you intuitively feel is against your grain or natural expression of your true self all the things in my life didn't quite reflect my true self. It, it extended beyond just my job because I carried that with me at the end of the day. I didn't feel lit up and fulfilled and inspired and in that I was in my right place or fulfilling my, my highest potential. Mm-hmm. I really felt as though I was stifling myself. And on some level, I knew that. I knew that I was selling out. And that affected how much I loved myself. That affected how proud I was of myself. Mm-hmm. And therefore that affected how I walked through the world Mm -hmm. and how I walked into the room. And therefore that affected what I attracted into my life. So I feel it goes so so further beyond just what you do for a living. And with your heart's path, it's not just about a career. It's also about really being so in tune with who you are as a person and being willing to do that soul searching. So you really know who you are and what you want to do and what your message is that you want to get out there, how you're going to contribute to the lightness on earth. And I think that you have to also apply that to every element of your life. Is your partner part of your heart's path? Mm -hmm. Are they an extension of your true self in your best self? Is the food you're eating true to you? Does that really feel right? Is that a true extension of your greatest self? The clothes you're wearing, is, is that truly you or are you just trying to contort yourself into a fad or a fashion or what everyone else is doing? So I think really, um, and this is just my little little definition, maybe your heart's path is a way of being where you're truly living an extension of your authentic self without contorting to anything the system deems as responsible way to live or what you should be doing, but really letting that true self and intuition being your guide in life. Yeah. It's so liberating too, to take that step, you know, because when you're trying to contort into someone else, someone else's definition of what your life should be, you're constantly a failure. You constantly feel like you're not good enough and that you're, you never get that that feeling of of perfection or whatever you're going for and trying to to pursue something that isn't is what you're supposed to do and not what you want to do. However, when you you finally strike out and, and you're living your true authentic self as you just has described it, it's so liberating because then um, all of a sudden you're a, a wonderful success at being yourself. That's <laughs> that's easy. It's going to be the easiest thing, right? Yeah. Just to simply so also. Uh, you have to be able to accept yourself in order to be comfortable enough to That's express true. your free self, your, your true self. So there's, there's an element of self-development that that's needed in that space of really achieving comfortability and a, and a true sense of self-love in order to be able to express be that authentic self. Yeah, yeah. accurately. And mm-hmm. so how would you, uh, what would you say the first step was to finding your heart path. I guess we've established you have to know yourself mm-hmm. and be in touch with your intuition. And then what would be the the next step? Just getting into action in the world? Yeah. And just like saying goodbye to everyone else's expectations and just stepping boldly into the future of what you really want. Um, 
yeah. Okay, so here's a practical question. Say, uh, let's get a realistic scenario. Say there's a lawyer who, you know, his whole life he's been trained and programmed to be responsible and go to college and then, you know, get, get that corporate job and earn that amount of money to then buy the house and support the family, blah, blah, blah. But it's killing him. It is, it's hurting him emotionally, physically, mentally. What advice would you give this person to be able to push him through that fear of everything he's known to into more of a genuine heart's path direction with his career? Well, I would say in this situation, the, the lawyer is very unhappy with his, his life. So I think it's just the offer of contentment, the possibility of happiness versus knowing that you're going to be unhappy. So it would usually take an extreme situation to force someone to start pursuing their heart path. I don't know. I think it really depends on the person and the, and like their level of being in touch with themselves. You know, like I'm always, I think you and I both are rather intuitive and have always kind of been in touch with our ourselves in a, in a way that it would have made it impossible, like physically impossible to have pursued anything that wasn't really our heart path for very long. Mm. Some people have a greater tolerance for that, you know? And so if you have a greater tolerance for something that isn't your heart path, it might take an extreme situation to sort of slap you awake from that. And on that point of testing out different elements, I, I, I feel as though those things led me to my heart's path. The more I experimented and explored and tried different careers out, the closer I, I was getting to a clear vision on who I was, what worked for me, what didn't work for me, what lit me up, what was just unworkable. And that fine, every single step of the way, that was perfect. And it led me exactly to where I am today, mm -hmm. which is finally have arrived on my true heart's path. And it took me, you know whatever, like 20 odd years yeah. exploring that and, and getting to that point where you figure out what your true heart's path is. It's not an easy journey. Most people spend their entire lives trying to figure out what is the thing they're meant to be doing oh, yeah. on and earth. Most people will never figure it out and do something they're not meant to be doing and never question it. That's it. You know, but every step of the way is also perfect. So there's oh, a yeah. sense of, um, you know, something comforting there in knowing that you're exactly where you're meant to be, mm -hmm. but to just keep your eyes open and not be afraid to keep moving forward. And if something, if you're swimming upstream with something to the degree where you feel as though you're, you know, you're, you're bowing out, you're not being truthful to yourself. Don't be afraid to let go of that and trust that when you do mm -hmm. follow what is true for you, you get supported. Yes. You will be supported by the universe if you just take that step. Um, totally. And so do you have any other insights on the heart's path? Just think, I mean, I think I think the, the last point that I want to make is just what you were talking about with divine timing. It's like if you have not been on your heart path this whole time and you're thinking, oh, I lost time or I've been wasting time, it's not like that. Um, things are unfolding in divine timing, especially now during this, what I call the ascension timeline, where you know the, the shift in global consciousness is happening. Things are all happening at the perfect time. So just like Amber was saying how it took her 20 odd years to come to the point where she is now, where she's really lit up and on her heart path, that's in divine timing because 
this was the perfect time for me, you know, for the world, it's the perfect time for them to hear the information that we're podcasting here or else we wouldn't, you know, be doing it. It's just all unfolding in perfect time. And if it had taken her less than 20 years, she would have arrived here before I arrived here and we wouldn't be sitting in the same room at the same time. We would have been two ships in the night passing each other. So it's all perfect. That would have been sad. That would have been very sad. And some practical tools for people to start applying to their lives to get them closer to working out what it is they're here, what what they're meant to be doing. For me, what worked was traveling. When I left high school, I knew I'd just been pushing through, pushing through. I went to a very academic, all-girls private school in Australia. Gosh. And you would never be able to tell, would you? I don't know what happened to that money in education, but just went out the window. But, you you know, I, I was really, I really felt that I had to contort myself to adapt to my environment there. And I felt like it was against my grain and Mm -hmm. I was constantly struggling from the moment I went to that school to the moment I left, I was dreading every day. And there was this rebel inside of me that wanted to push against the restraints and restrictions that was set upon me every day. That That rebel still exists. Oh, trust me. I know it actually, (laughs) that, that school and having to fight for my individuality and a sense of creativity and being allowed to express that almost made me to the person I am today where I, I'm I, any type of feeling of restraint on me, you know, I just push against. Well, see, and that's how everything is perfect. And that shaped you to be the revolutionary that you are today, pushing back against the matrix and against the status quo. And so, yeah, that's it. Perfect. And um, I had a point on that one. I, I, I really had a good point. So the school that I went to... Um, Come on, Jenna, were you really listening? Let's see. Yeah, no, what listening? was it? What was it? So you went to a school where they forced you to be in a box that you didn't like. Yes, I went traveling. Okay. So as soon as that school ended, I'm like, I am out of here. Finally, I'm my own boss. I'm going out to discover the world and no one is going to tell me where to fit in anymore and who to be and how to get ahead. I'm actually going to go on my own quest and just see the world, see what resonates with me, where I want to live, what I want to do with myself, and I'm going to figure it out. Finally, I'm free. So The quest. The quest begins. That's right. So when I went traveling, when I got exposed to the different cultures and the different type of people and the, basically the options and, and getting that sense of there's so much more out there in the world that what we've been taught and so many other ways to live than what we've been taught, it really granted, I, I granted myself a, a, a peeling back the layers to who my authentic self is rather than what I have been taught to think about myself. Yeah. And traveling is good because it gets you out of your normal environment. It makes you kind of get down to what your real essence is because That's you're it. in some kind of crazy else environment. And it breaks you out of that that structure and living in fear and living how someone's told you to live. And it really mm-hmm. activates that sense of like problem solving for yourself and listening to your intuition and you being the boss. And that gives yourself some type of permission to be who you are in the world. Did you travel by yourself? Yeah, I did. Okay, so traveling by yourself, I think, is good. Go quest. Yeah, it was really great. So that cracked me open. That cracked a a layer open for me to really understand myself on, on a different level. And then I also just had this pact with the universe where I said, I'm just saying yes to life, yes to adventures. And if this feels right in my bones, I'm moving in that direction. And so with that attitude, I explored a whole bunch of different 
um, places and people and situations and skills and jobs and all kinds of things. And when I came back from that quest, I was clearer about oh who gosh. I was, I what I everything. wanted to do. Oh, girl, <laughs> you got a couple of years. Uh-huh. We can sit down and get into it. And um, I came out of that just being clearer about what my heart's path was. And, you know, just getting into action is is a major, major way forward in in really being clear about your heart's path. So mm-hmm. I really encourage just if you get an idea and an inkling about what you're into or what you're meant to be doing, then just get into action around yep. it. And sure enough, you'll you'll tell whether that's truly in alignment with you or not. I agree. And I'm also in the process of writing a blog entry about this exact like practical tips on how to find your hard path. So look for that too. It's going to be up on our consciousness section of our blog. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. And also does the heart's path change or is it always the same thing or does it morph into different expressions? Yeah, it morphs into different expressions, but I think it's just, just wherever your heart is leading you, that is your hard path. So it could lead you lots of different places. Okay. And this is a really obscure question for you, but I know you can handle it. Where do you think your heart's path comes from? I think it comes from, okay, I'm going to get a little woohoo and try to keep it to like two sentences. <laughs> I'll rein you back in if you need it. Okay. So I think that when we are going into an incarnation, so into a lifetime before we're born, you know, we have a soul contract that things that we're meant to try to at least achieve or evolve into in the, in the life that we're going into. So I think that's where the hard path comes from. It's just, it's sort of a pre-agreed um, upon contract that your soul has before you're born. I'll take it. Yeah. That resonates. Yeah. Okay. And so would it help perhaps if you're into the woo-woo stuff to know about your past lives? Would that help you figure out what you're meant to be doing in this life? Yeah. Well, I mean, what I've learned in doing extensive past life regression is that all the lives I've lived until this one has prepared me for this one. And so that'll be the same for anyone. You know, all the lives you've lived up till this life it has prepared you for this life. And especially being on earth and during the ascension, the revolution of consciousness, um, <clears throat> that is even more like our life, our lifetimes have prepared us for this lifetime. So um, definitely worth looking into and definitely part of what your heart path is in this life. Beautiful. That's a really powerful note to exit on. Okay. (laughs) Anything else? That's all for me. Amazing. So I want to propose a question to the listeners. Are you following your heart's path? What have your experiences been with all of this? Tell us everything in the comments section below. We read all of those comments and we love them. So that's a wrap for today. And we hope to feel you with us next week. Bye for now. Visit our website, themotherlovingfuture.com for more information. And please leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you like what you hear. We read every single review and comment and we are so grateful for your support. See you next week.